And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hear that podcast growling Made and angering Hear that co-host shouting It's Dainer and Jay Today's episode here, that podcast, Ground is presented by Visa, a network working for everyone. Paul Ainer Jr., Jay Morrison of The Athletic, here on the walkout, working for you on a day when the Cincinnati Bengals, in overtime, beat the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24 to to win the AFC Championship and go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to do it again, Jay. I'm going to do it one more time. The Bengals beat the Chiefs to go to Super Bowl 56. The Cincinnati Bengals. Mike Brown was on the stage accepting the Lamar Hunt trophy. Talk about your surreal moments, your surreal days, your surreal seasons. And it's oh very real now as the Bengals are going to L.A. To quote one of my favorite calls of all time, it was a different sport, but I can't believe what I just saw. I can't believe what I just saw. I mean, not just that they're going to the Super Bowl. They were down 18. This ties the biggest comeback in championship game history. And they did it against a team that people don't come back on. You... you, you People will get ahead of the Chiefs and watch the Chiefs come back on them. It's just, it's unreal the way this happened. And then when they lost the coin flip in overtime, you thought, here it goes. It's it's last Sunday night all over again with the Bills. Patrick Mahomes is going to go right down, and then Von Bell gets the interception. Everything changes, and here we are talking about maybe one of the most surreal days of my life. Yeah, <laughs> and I think a lot of Bengals fans probably feel that way. I mean, even... Joe Burrow, after the game, said, yeah, I mean, if you would have asked me before the season started uh, if I thought we were going to be in the Super Bowl, I probably would have told you you're crazy. And so as the season went on, that changed. But there is no doubt. I mean, this team has put something special together, and we saw so many of those special things about this team play out today. The resiliency they've had all season, playing to the end, the ability to get – the big turnover, the big play, and to, in the in the most complicated, intense moments, Joe Burrow creating a sense of calm that everybody just knows that you're going to go down there and get it. I don't think there was any doubt in anyone's mind the moment that ball gets picked off and mm-hmm. Von Bell returns it that it's over, that Burrow is going to finish him, and he did, and he just like you would expect him to do it, and the celebration was on. In Cincinnati, 
here in Kansas City, everybody rushing the field. They put up the stage, and there's Mike talking about how special it is, and people are going to be hoodaying all night long. And and there's Joe Burrow and and, and Zach Taylor, you know, kind of saying it's it's. He, he kind of called it a special moment that it's just never it's never going to be as special as this because the first time the first run when you proved you could do it it's never going to be as special as this and I think a lot of fans that are listening to this probably feel the same way I mean this feels like the start of something bigger and longer and special for certain but I, I would agree there I, I don't think it'll ever ever feel as special as today and possibly in two weeks in Los Angeles. We talked about it this week. This is the toughest task to achieve in professional football. Coming into Kansas City and beating Patrick Mahomes and that team fully stocked and healthy in their primes uh, is as tough as it gets. And this team came in here and did it. And uh, it, it was... It's it's surreal. We we can start going through the games uh, in, in a couple of different ways, but it, it, there's only so many ways you can say that it was just a, a remarkable game by this team in finding a way. Like they just seem, they have always seemed to find a way. Whether it's Burrow, whether it's the defense figuring things out, whatever it is, all year they just seem to find a way. And never more so than today, they found a way down 18 with a defense that couldn't stop a thing to suddenly totally rattle and befuddle Patrick Mahomes. Remarkable stuff. You're exactly right about it. It's, it's never going to feel like this again. And trying not to use the analogy, never forget your first. But it, it is, I mean, they're there. They're in the Super Bowl this year. Next year, it's expected. They, they could win it this year, and if they if they go back next year, it's like, well, yeah, they're supposed to be here. They've got a young team with tons of talent. they got all the, the cap space in the world. They're expected. This is different. They were not expected to be here. They snapped that crazy long drought. They were down 18 to the powerhouse Chiefs. It was just it, – it was it, the, the way that this one played out is it's never going to feel like this again. You, they could win four in a row, and like I said, it's going to be expected once you start stacking those together. And as far as surreal, yeah, Mike Brown holding the Lamar Hunt trophy is pretty surreal. Icky freaking Woods handing it to him. <laughs> I mean, how does that work? Do they work that out ahead of time? Does he crash the field? And they're like, oh, yeah, get up here with your crazy big B necklace. And, <laughs> I mean, and for the longest time, they're all milling around on the field, and Icky's the only one standing on the stage. And it's like, how, what are we watching? Yes, it really, it really is. And, you know, and then on CBS, everybody's jumping up onto the stage, and Jermaine <laughs> Pratt just grabbing the mic out of people's hands like he's cutting a wrestling promo. I mean, CJ Uzama hobbling around up there. You know, he, he comes out on crutches and you know just scenes everywhere i mean cj he prognosticated this at the very beginning of the year about what he wants it to look like and he might get a chance to get joe burrow <laughs> drunk as hell <laughs> if they can win one more game now as they go to the super bowl let's let's talk specifically though about how this happened and really you know we can sum sum up the first half um in the fact that it looked like the chiefs were unstoppable I mean, it really, they, they were moving up and down the field. The Bengals had no answers. They were getting no pressure. And the Chiefs were going down to go score for a fourth time and go four for four in the first half. And they decided to take a chance with five seconds left to try to get a play in. 
and they threw it a swing pass, not into the end zone to Tyreek Hill, and Eli Apple gets a stop, and the Bengals are down 11 at halftime instead of down 14 or worse. That was the play that swung the game because then you go into halftime down 11 just like you were the first game against Kansas City. You feel a sense of momentum, and players talked about that over and over again. It felt like that was the moment of momentum and, and belief, and it, and it was – it, it was. I mean, it was the Chiefs being a little arrogant. I mean, that was a, an arrogant play call. I think we're just going to go for it. Of course, you're going to get it, and you're not even going to try to throw it in the end zone, not just take the points after a quick throw. It changed everything. And from that point forward, you know, the Bengals' defense found itself, and, and everything flipped. Yeah, I mean, nine times out of ten, I'll take Tyreek Hill in space one-on-one with Eli Apple, but it only <laughs> takes that one time. And it was. It was you'd throw the ball in the end zone. And I don't know. It's just it was kind of like that at the end of the game too, where Andy Reid is a great coach, but they kind of, they mismanaged the end of the regulation too, where they they were running the ball and running the clock out instead of just being aggressive. And, and there again, we see it. We saw it with Ryan Tannehill and the Titans last week, where teams are now afraid. They are giving Joe Burrow the 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 Patrick Mahomes treatment. They don't want to give that guy the ball back with any time at all to do something special. And I'm glad Zach mentioned this because it was I was like literally had my hand raised in the Zoom to ask if he flashed back to that Jacksonville game because it was so similar where they, it was a goal line stand. They were on the one-yard line, and if they score a touchdown right, behind, right before halftime, that game is over. I, I, I firmly believe, even though they came back from 18 and won this game, if they go into halftime down 18 with the Chiefs getting the ball first in the second half, I, I don't think we're sitting here talking about them going to the Super Bowl. No, but they had to find a way to make a play in this opportunistic defense that somehow has become this turnover machine. You know, B.J. Hill, <laughs> a guy, a role player who you traded for right before the season started, who turned Billy Price to, gets a tip interception uh, that turns the tides, it turns into a touchdown, and a two-point conversion play to Trent Taylor. <laughs> of all people, Zach said after the game, it was the only play with Trent Taylor's name on it on his entire call sheet. And it's the only time we've seen Trent Taylor really hardly play. Yeah. So it's because it's something. It was a play they hadn't run. They just put it in about three weeks ago just for Trent because it was something that he had done a lot in the Shanahan-McVay offense, which is ironic we're talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it was really kind of special for his type of skill set to cut back against the grain. So sure enough, in a huge spot they dial up Trent Taylor's number and there it was wide open and they knew they had it and they tied up the game uh with that and you know Samaje Pirine has a screen that he takes for a long touchdown uh Jackson Carmen gets a big block that could have been a hold but he was a big <laughs> block in in that play you know you you just saw these role players coming up with big plays at every single turn and then for the third straight playoff game the final defensive play for the Cincinnati Bengals is an interception the clincher against the Raiders the one that set up Burrow to chase in Tennessee and now Von Bell courtesy of an assist from Jesse Bates that sets up the game winner here. This defense has found a way to make these big plays. Again, it goes back to finding a way. Uh, those turnovers are how you beat Kansas City. I mean, that's it. You just won the turnover margin on that last play, and it ends up making the difference. And Patrick Mahomes doesn't drive down the field on the first drive of overtime. And instead, it goes the other way. Just uh, you know, This defense has felt 
disrespected, overlooked than they have been. They've been in the shadows of the stars on offense all year, and they kind of embrace that attitude. Overlooked no more. I mean, this is now another week where the defense saved them by putting on an, uh, uh, an incredible performance. Three points in the second half in back-to-back games against the Chiefs. I mean, that, that is just unreal. And I know one of our colleagues at The Athletic labeled the, the loss to the Chiefs a false a, – or the, 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 the win against the Chiefs in Week 17 a false loss for the Chiefs, that it was all the flags and the six first downs by penalty. Uh, there was nothing fluky about this one. This was that defense dominating. And you, you talk about the, the pick – Von Bell's pick to the last defensive play – we talked about it before this game that Eli Apple drops a pick right mm. one play before, and we said that can't happen because he did it last week. He had a chance to make a huge play, and he dropped the pick, and they did. And one play later, they make up for it. There was, there was a lot of stuff that they came back from and overcame, and it's kind of a gradual thing. That was an immediate turnaround to go from a drop pick where you're thinking, oh, that might have been – the opportunity, and now here goes Patrick Mahomes. And then the very next play, Von Bell gets the tip. I think it was Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates. It right yep. to him. And yep. Just, yeah, just unbelievable. This is the deep. We talk about the offense so much and how explosive they are, and they've got all the characters and the personality. And this defense has really kind of taken it back to that old school mindset the defense wins championships, four straight games, forcing multiple turnovers. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You know, we talked about it. they're going to give Jamar Chase a ton of attention, and they did. Mm. And, uh, and offensively, they were clearly not going to let it be 266 for Chase again. <laughs> and what happened? T. Higgins. Yeah. T. Higgins, 6 for 103. He had the 44-yarder. I mean, he and you know he he caught underneath, he caught over the top. I mean, he he was able to give those big plays. They got a couple of big screens going. The offensive line played pretty damn well. Yeah. Now Burrow had to Houdini like he does, and some of them were some of his greatest Houdini acts. One, I thought that Chris Jones was going to rip the nameplate <laughs> off of his back again. It looked like he was going to, and he still gets out of there. I mean, it was it was the Burrow Houdini act again. But for the most part, you get a offensive line that held up that did a great job after a week of getting crushed and for the nine sacks and all you're hearing about is nine sacks and how could the Bengals how are they possibly going to protect Joe Burrow well it was just more of the same uh, uh, uh of you know them kind of stepping up and they when they had to and it, there was it was not it was not the disaster you thought it could be and they, it was enough it was enough to to let Burrow make the plays when he had to one sack Four yep. hits. 
Yeah. I mean, you go from nine and 13 to one and four. Yeah. That very underrated performance by the offensive line today. And the defensive line got zero pressure at all in the first half. And then they say, screw it. Instead of sending four, we're only going to send three. And they start getting to him because that is the hardest thing. You, you talk the hardest thing to do is beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. To cover those receivers that long and plaster and have Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard basically running a mile to chase down Patrick Mahomes over and over again and get to him, it was – I mean, hats off to Lou Anaruma. I know he is – he has taken a lot of criticism in his first two years here. And, and the way they changed that game plan in the second half and held the Chiefs, it wasn't the offense keeping the ball out of the Chiefs' hands. They had, what, they had seven second-half processions and over second half in overtime, and they got a field goal out of all of that. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was incredible. And, uh, of course, is there any other way that this game would end other than Evan McPherson <laughs> kicking yet another game winner? You know, he kicks four field goals again. <laughs> he kicks a game winner again. Uh, he said he did not tell Brandon Allen, well, it looks like someone was going to the Super Bowl, but he thought it this time. <laughs> but he didn't actually say it before he went out there and uh, and kicked the game winner. But, you know, no, no shock there uh, that it was – McPherson to finish it off and you know the confidence you have in your kicker I mean they're just running the ball at the end knowing that they're good and they and they get a bunch of yards Mixon helps finish it off to give them more yards and that ends up being the game and and so the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl we're we're, we'll have plenty of time to talk matchups and and all that stuff and we're actually recording this as the uh, the the other game is still going on, We're, so we'll we'll have two weeks to discuss matchups. This is a this is about an appreciation of a team. I mean, look, these guys were six twenty five and one. These guys hadn't won a playoff game in thirty one years, and that was supposed to be the story. That was supposed to be what this year is about. It was about oh, they won the playoff game, and man, they feel it. They're they're set up, and that was supposed to be the moment. I mean. What it takes to pull off this season, to pull off beating the Chiefs twice, to come into Arrowhead and beat Patrick Mahomes, it's special stuff, and it's stuff that no one will ever forget. And, you know, they have a unique group, and you got to go from the smallest scouting staff in the league and the Mike Cart without the no indoor and no facilities, right? And all the stuff that is like kind of out there about the Bengals. But they are the envy of the league. Mm -hmm. They have the quarterback. They have a coach who was everyone yelling, fire Zach Taylor forever. And he brought back one of the greatest chemistry jobs you will ever see. Certainly the greatest I've ever seen in covering this team. And help develop, help Joe Burrow get to that next level. And you can say all he did was put him out there. Well, maybe. But he cleared the path to let Joe Burrow become the great player that he is, you know, and and start to build his legacy. Um, and all of that, you know, is it's so hard to do. I mean, there are – Von Bell said it this week. I mean – he has so many friends. You have people that never get to this level. But to do it with an upstart team that wasn't even supposed to be here in the first place, that's so hard to do. You have to do everything right. And from the offseason to bringing 
Joe Burrow back from injury to the way they handled adversity during the year to evolving as a team at the end of the year and now to this moment they did everything right and it's it's there's there's not much else you can say other than just an incredible group and a special group that will be remembered forever by Bengals fans the the votes were in by the end of the regular season and and they they were only supposed to take into account the regular season how ridiculous. I mean, Mike Vrabel wins coach of the year in the PFWA. I voted for Zach. How ridiculous is this going to look if they go win the Super Bowl and he is not coach of the year after 625 and 1? <laughs> it's just it's almost hard to fathom and it it's been a just he's done the job. You mentioned the front office, the, this tiny scouting staff. Um those guys, I imagine, are going to have some fun tonight. <laughs> they also have a 5.45 a.m. flight to Mobile, Alabama tomorrow to start work on the Senior Bowl. Yeah. That is, that's how this organization, they, they grind, and they're, no one's going to be sitting back. Uh, kind of ce- they're going to celebrate tonight, but they're, they're not going to just ride the success of, of this game. It is, they're constantly moving forward, and as good as the offensive line was today, that is still going to be a major priority in this offseason. But right now, it's just... It, it's so weird that we talk. We use the word surreal all the time that they're here, and it it is. But we talked about we, when we were having dinner before, or lunch before the game. We talked about how it also just feels like any other game. Yeah. It just feels like you're it, you're just moving along and you're moving along, and holy crap! All of a sudden, here they are in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it was kind of a cool moment. Uh, Right when the game ended, the, the the scouting, a lot of the scouts were actually right down, uh, sitting near us, very close to us, and you, they all, you know, tears in their eyes and these embraces right when it ended, and you know, try to imagine for a second the amount of work you put in and feel and to know what you did and helping to create, build this, you know, mm-hmm. build this thing, then watch it happen and, and just the emotion of that. Um, it was it, it was really cool to to see right in that moment those guys you know watching Evans kick go through because they were <laughs> quiet and kind of just like you could sense the you could sense the nerves throughout the game and then that that release and it's just uh, you know it's 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 pretty unbelievable to see. Um, well, guys, girls, we're not going anywhere. The podcast rolls on, right? <laughs> the fun continues as we will keep it going. Um, we, we are traveling tomorrow and trying to work with doing Zooms and everything else, so there's no live room tomorrow. We will get to one this week, and we've got some big plans, obviously, leading up to the Super Bowl. Tons of stuff is going to be coming your way. We'll have the regular podcast uh, on Tuesday up for you, so you'll have some time to recover, get through it all, and we'll be back for you on Tuesday uh, doing our thing. So, um, well, from Arrowhead, uh, where the Bengals – won the AFC Championship, and are headed to the Super Bowl. Uh, 27-24 in overtime. Go ahead and marinate on that for a minute. Uh, Talk to you next time. Have a good one, everybody.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.